You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Joe, how's the memorization coming along on your on your big show? Mm, well, I was supposed to be off book this past week, yeah. and I wasn't. Uh-oh. Oh. How close yeah. are you now to being off book? Uh-huh. Uh, the same as I was last week. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't had time. I was really, you know, we had James's birthday this weekend. Oh yeah. Kind of getting ready for that. And then, uh, any time that I could have taken to memorize instead, I was playing uh, phantom hourglass. So okay. priorities. I was about to feel guilty by making you do this podcast so many times in as many no. days, but, uh, all right. No, it's okay. Good. Time well spent playing video games. Right? In, oh indeed, yeah. Indeed. Children come and go, but video games like, you know, <laughs> Those are uh, life's precious memories. You'll never get those back. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm not even being sarcastic. I don't even have children. <laughs> and and that's why. Because they'd uh, cut into my video gaming too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's true. Wouldn't be able to uh, view uh, find movies like the one we're going to talk about today. Hey, speaking um, of Oscars, you think this movie's going to be nominated for an Oscar next year? Yeah, sure. I, I'm sure it will. 2022, mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat? Yeah, what do you think? Uh, yeah. Best uh, best actor, maybe? Best supporting best, actor. Uh, yeah, best Best Supporting Actress. Best supporting. Oh, you, oh you, you guys are being serious, huh? No. Kylie, no yeah, Kylie Minogue. Come on. No. <laughs> that was Street Fighter. That was Street Fighter. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hey, it could happen. You never know. Best Special Effects, maybe? There's some great special effects in this film. Mm. Mm. Well, Joe, to be fair, you were watching it from like a Russian handy cam. Uh, yeah, streaming. Still, still though, mm. like... I got I got an HD version and kind of looked at some of the stuff that I had. I was like, oh, that was a little obscure. Let me take a look at it again. So uh, I feel pretty pretty confident in my <laughs> my estimation of this film. <laughs> Joe, did you? We were talking Oscars. Have you? Did you watch any? You don't care. None. No, I didn't watch any of it. Sarah was watching some of it while she was doing her schoolwork, though. Hmm. I was telling Jay. Uh, I was happy to see uh, Soul win uh, best uh, animated feature as well as best yeah. uh, score. Oh wow! So well, a- you know, there's. It's, it's Trent Reznor, so if there's an Oscar, it's got to have his name on it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's actually a really good score, though. Uh, Jenna knew I liked it so much, she bought me the vinyl. And, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it's, oh. A, it's a good album. You haven't seen that one yet, have you? Am I the only one who's seen Soul? No. No, I haven't seen it. Well, do yourself a favor the next time. Uh, do yourself a saver. Do yourself a saver. <laughs> <laughs> when, you're, when you're done playing Zelda games from 20 years ago, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I say that, um, we're still playing Wind Waker, which is literally a game from 20 years ago, even though it feels like 10 years ago. But, I was about uh, to say, that's the game that takes place before the one that I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's a direct prequel, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Who was that that sent that meme where, where uh, it was like linked to the past? I did. I sent that to you. Yeah, where it's like you think it's 20 years ago, but it was actually 30, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Such a, such a quick way to make you feel old. <laughs> realize how old your favorite video games actually are this was kind of a tough one to recast and in fact i i texted you guys when i was watching it and 30 minutes in before another white person showed up and i was like are we uh are we gonna be recasting this because i'm uh i'm fresh out of asians like this is gonna be a tough one to do (laughs) i feel like that's too funny i blow my load on all of our asian actors uh, (laughs) in previous uh movies but uh i've probably done the same thing again so you'll hear some familiar names in my recast how about you guys? Nice. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Some of it's a little typical, mm-hmm. but uh, but I, I managed to throw some interesting twists in there, I think. I think I have some as well. With a little bit of a theme on mine. Well, you've got a theme on yours. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I almost went with a, a Brooklyn Nine-Nine theme. 
Cause, uh, nice. That would have been great. I've been, I've been watching a lot of that, and I, I thought it was going to work out. Uh, I may have stolen one or two from that cast in this one, uh, but mm-hmm. you'll just Excellent. have to stick around to the end of this podcast to hear us recast <laughs> Mortal Kombat. That's right, the 2021 movie of the same name. Uh, but not only talking about the movie, talking about the video game franchise in whole. Uh, because, yes, Mortal Kombat has been around for, what, coming on 30 years? Speaking of games that are uh, older than when we think they are. But yeah, 1992, when the original uh, Mortal Kombat came out. So we're going to be talking about that and the subsequent films in this episode of the 16-Bit Gladiators right here on the, what is it called? The Next Wave Radio Network. Uh, (laughs) I am your co-host, as always, Joel, uh, joined once again by Joe Cucinati. Hey. And as always, my right-wing man, Jay Gunn. How are you? Hey. Doing good. Doing great. Uh, And uh, great that we're having Joe on again because he and I used to do a little podcast called The Editing Bay where we would Mm -hmm. uh, talk about movies and review them. Uh, So we figured this is a nice way to do a little crossover. Uh, a little callback yeah. to that podcast uh, where we'll be talking about the movie and also recasting What it did it. right, what it did wrong, and uh, we're going to tear it apart and see if we can put it back together a little bit better than it was. There you go. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember no, the whole spiel that anymore. That was just like riding a bike. I think you did it, man. That's uh, <laughs> our spiel from the Editing Bay. If you like us uh, talking about movies, you can listen to that defunct podcast on the editingbay.com. Uh, but if you want to know more about this podcast, you're going to find it on 16bitgladiators.com. Uh, also, you can uh, follow us on our Facebook page, 16bitgladiators, uh, or on Twitter at, you guessed it, 16bitgladiators. Uh, and yes, so a little Mortal Kombat talk. Uh, I think the best way to start this before diving right into the movie is maybe uh, talking about our history <laughs> with this <laughs> game. St- just, I think the best way to start this is just to... <laughs> Joe, before uh, you joined us, Jay and I were talking about uh, lamenting even uh, the fact that that song makes a reappearance. How do you not? How do you not use that exactly? Like, right? it, it's like the first time you watched like a, a, a Nolan Batman movie and it didn't have the the Danny Elfman theme, or when you watched Man of Steel and it didn't have the John, the John Williams, Williams Superman theme. It's like, and and you get it. It's like a different version. It's a different story. This is a different world. It's like dubstep uh, version, but. But at the same time, it's like that song is just as much a character as Liu Kang is mm-hmm. in Mortal yeah, Kombat. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it does make an appearance at the end. But uh, I think they're trying to carve, no pun intended, their own uh, film franchise here with this new Mortal Kombat movie uh, that you can watch <laughs> in theaters and also on HBO Max, which is where uh, the three of us viewed it, uh, or as some Russian streaming website, if you're Joe. Uh, three days in advance. Not sure how you were able to do that. But uh, yeah, uh, they're, I think they're simultaneously trying to pay homage to that original film, but also uh, distance it a little bit because I guarantee this is not the last Mortal Kombat film we will see. Yes? I, I just, I would doubt no, it, yeah. no, it's not. Not at all. I, I love that. I love that Joel gives me hell about like watching these movies pirated. Which he does as well. I mean, that... <laughs> well, okay, so I, I do draw a line, though. I uh, When it's a new movie, a new experience, a visual feast for the eyes, as this one is, uh, I don't want to watch it uh, on a little off of somebody's uh, iPhone, you know, that they've recorded shake your hand cam. thousands of miles away. Cam. That's right. I want to see it in as good a, a quality as possible. And especially since I'm already an HBO Max subscriber, uh, just wait mm-hmm. a couple of days, I get to see it in glorious HD. And I did one of the only things that AT&T cellular is good for is giving you free HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, before we dive into that movie, I want to talk a little bit about our histories with uh, Mortal Kombat, the game. Uh, yes. Because I first encountered this 
in uh, in in uh, arcades back in 1992 when it was released, the original. Uh, if you want to hear us talk a little more about that and other fighters, you can listen to our fighting game episode from a couple of months back on this podcast where we did talk about Mortal Kombat, uh, mm-hmm. but we're going to unpack that a little bit. Uh, yeah, it was in a, a, a movie theater, actually, the lobby. They had a small little arcade, and uh, which was great because when you were watching a shitty movie that you didn't realize was shitty when you paid your buck fifty at the the theater in Beville to uh, to see this film, you could just uh, wander out in the lobby and play whatever video games they had there. And of course, mm-hmm. this was right after Street Fighter Two had kind of taken the nation by storm. Mm-hmm. Fighting games were all the rage, and uh, so here comes this little. Uh, ripoff, basically, but uh, with its own spin on it. Whereas mm-hmm. Street Fighter was using, you know, graphics that uh, you, you were, you know, were hand drawn, quote unquote. Mortal Kombat relied on uh, photography. They were actually taking real actors uh, and photographing them in these ridiculous costumes, and then putting them in uh, different scenarios and giving them special powers. Uh, but the the most uh, shocking part of it, the the attention grabbing headline was uh, blood and fatalities and uh yeah. man that was when you f- found out that you could not only beat your opponent but you could also murder them uh man it's it's it started uh, being the talk of the town that was satanic panic part two basically <laughs> it was wasn't it uh, what was funny is when i first heard about this game i thought someone was lying to me <laughs> uh it was a, a a mutual friend of jay's and i uh, we were sitting in class in high school and he's like, yeah, I was at the bowling alley and I was playing this game called Mortal Kombat and you could like go in and you could pull people's spines out and you could do this and that. I'm like, what? Why are you lying? Like, why are you <laughs> lying about this? You can't do this in a game. And uh, then one day I was uh, I was in an arcade in the mall and saw it. And yeah, he was absolutely right. And it was uh, it was a, it was you know what? No pun intended. It was a game changer. Um, <laughs> Nice. But the thing was, like, I wasn't, I wasn't immediately drawn in by the violence, even mm-hmm. though I think the violence has definitely played a huge part in drawing some people to it. Sure. But it was like, it was a pretty tight fighter, and I think that speaks to why it's endured. Like, there are plenty of fighters that have come out, and they've either looked good but played horribly, or played great but looked horrible. Uh, mm-hmm. And and you know something about Mortal Kombat, it looked good and it played well. But it just also seemed to have that little X factor where if you knew, uh, you were able to pull off some of these fatalities, which kind of made you a celebrity in the arcade. Yeah, I, I do remember crowds gathering around, especially if it was somebody that was really good at the game, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they could you know, take on anybody and do their do their fatalities or, or yeah. I guess it was what was it the second one they introduced like the babalities and That's right. the the what was a friend friendship Friendships. ones that yes. that uh but it was always like the fatalities would would get the people like cheering them on and everything and to me the the first one specifically the first one it it felt a whole lot stiffer of yeah. a game yeah. than than something like Street Fighter um and I think that was just kind of the they were using the the rotoscoped photos and right. And yeah. They only had like a few poses that they could man they could realistically it, do. It was not as stiff as remember the, the game pit fighter. Oh God. Oh, yeah. Pit fighter did, was awful. They did that, did that yes. photorealistic thing too, that mortal Kombat was doing, but it was terrible. Yes, it, was it was stiff. The hit detection was nuts. Uh, yes. So it's like when I do think back, like obviously the game has evolved since its first incarnation and it has improved. Mm-hmm. But like that, that first one was still like 
leaps and bounds better than something like Pit Fighter or like and Primal they, Rage. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. <laughs> and quickly kind of cemented itself as in the number two slot, the Pepsi slot, as I'll call it, of mm-hmm. uh, fighting games at the time. Because, uh, yeah, there were many uh, imitators, but uh, Mortal Kombat is the one, really one of the only ones, um, or one of the few, I should say, that uh, gained traction over the years. I mean, what do we have? Yeah. We've, got, we've got Soul Calibur. We've got Tekken. I'm trying to think of some of those Street other. Street Fighter? Early, well, Street Fighter is huge. Well, yeah, man. but like, they were the original. I'm trying to think of the other, like, Oh, uh, fighting ripoffs that are still around. Smash Brothers. Smash yeah. Brothers. Okay, yeah. there you go. That kind uh, of became its own thing. DOA. But, uh, there you go. DOA is another one. DOA right. kind of stuck around. DOA, yeah. But yeah. DOA is uh, still going strong. But Mortal Kombat has always been in that number two slot. Um, maybe it's faltered over the years, as we'll talk about with some of the games. But uh, man, a hell of a comeback in the last decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The, what was it? 10 was really panned as a, like, a disappointment. And it took them a while to come back from that because they were they were when it released it was such a almost like microtransaction oh, kind of really? a deal oh, yeah I didn't know that. and so they they got panned for it badly and so they basically re-released it uh, as a, as an actual full game instead of making you buy each individual characters but eleven came back and it was like right from the right from the get go it was a strong one that that mm-hmm. people seem to really love so. Well, and one of the things like that I I liked when they started with Ten was like putting some of these other like characters in it, like Freddy Krueger was in it, yes. Jason, and, and they've done some of that with this new one with Eleven. You've got like Rambo and RoboCop. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, it's it's pretty, and the Terminator I think is in it too. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had a whole game uh, where it was them fighting DC characters. Uh, yep. A few yeah. years ago, I was going to bring I was going to bring that up later in the discussion, but oh. I'm glad that you got to it. <laughs> well, we're uh, we're kind of jumping around, but yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe uh, was like I was out of the Mortal Kombat scene for a long time, and then that one came out, and I was like, "Well, this is interesting. Like, what a weird mix of IP." Mm-hmm. Uh, and it ended up being a pretty good game, even though the developers at the last minute decided to edit a lot of the fatalities and that's on you know the, the behest of, of warner brothers yeah didn't yeah. want people to put like those dc characters in like violent situations like you didn't want to see like superman <laughs> yes. killing anybody yes. you know you didn't want to see wonder woman getting her spine ripped out um they decided to save that for their own game with <laughs> injustice <Yes>. yeah <laughs> which is also another good franchise you yeah. know they've come out with a couple of those mm-hmm. uh but yeah like Mortal Kombat versus DC, as weird as a concept as it was, was a pretty solid game. Like not just control wise, but like the story to it, they they made it make a lot of sense. And I think that's what I take my I tip my hat the most to is that like when you could take a fighting game and you don't even have to do this, mm-hmm. but if you can make the story make a little more sense than it needs to, hey, that's pretty good, man. That, that you put a little care in that. Um, so yeah, I think I still own my copy of it, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They've really leaned into the story aspect of it, uh, especially with these last three games, they've always kind of had their lore, uh, that they've Mm -hmm. toyed around with, you know, they've given, uh, some characters, their own games. I know Sub Zero's a, f- a favorite uh, who, who had his own spinoff there in the late '90s. <laughs> they've all, yeah, not a very not good exactly game. A good one, <laughs> no. Uh, but but they, at least they've experimented with that, and they've slowly, mm-hmm. kind of, gradually expanded uh, the, the the lore of of this Mortal Kombat because the first couple of games were just like, oh, you know, it's a it's a tournament between worlds. You got uh, monsters and uh, people with superhuman abilities, and then they kind of slowly crafted the story around it, which. Uh, um, 
maybe isn't the best way to kind of build a world, but uh, yeah. I tip my hat to them that they've been able to uh, ride on that flimsy story for uh, coming on 30 years now. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I kind of think it worked for them as more of a, like, like you said, it, it's probably not the best way to, to do some world building, but I think for them, because the, the story was so bare bones mm-hmm. to begin with, they were able to just insert things in, into the newer games as they came out so that they could figure something out for those. Mm-hmm. You know, they they had that framework of the outworld and the and the earth realm at this kind of some sort of a mystical war that's going on between them or a tournament that's going on yeah. that they could insert anything that they wanted to after that point yeah. they didn't have anything set in stone to begin with one one of the things that I'm so like it delights me that they've leaned into so hard is I think Joel and I talked about this on the original Mortal Kombat movie podcast uh, where we talked about like. What a weird arbitrary thing. Uh, soon has won nine of the ten titles or whatever. Like, and and it's just like, why can't it just be this one? Yeah. Why can't it just be this this Mortal Kombat tournament? Instead, they had to like build a weird legacy of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could just it's been, like if it, go ahead. No, I was gonna say it could have just been three, three strikes, yeah. right? Yeah. Why does it have to be three? Yeah. Why couldn't it just be the <laughs> one? <laughs> one, one? Yeah, and it's like it's like okay, so if we win this tenth one, mm-hmm. then do we have to win? Nine does, more in a row for now. We can take over. over? Yes. <laughs> How do the the rules work? I don't yeah. understand. Is it every ten years? Every hundred years? <laughs> Where are the other gods besides Raiden who've like right? worked this all out? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's. Did somebody say my name? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as long as we're talking Mortal Kombat, we can't talk about it without uh, talking about that first Mortal Kombat movie from Gosh, what was that? Nineteen ninety. Four, five, 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 five. Starring, of course, who else but Frenchman Christopher Lambert as the, the Asian god Raiden. Uh, it only Raiden, makes sense. God of thunder the and lightning. So weird. Only Raiden that makes any sense. <laughs> I, am the, I am the Japanese god of thunder. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, he, and he was like the big name in that film because uh, everybody else were, were nobodies. Uh, if you want to hear us kind of do a deep dive on that, you can uh, subscribe to the Editing Bay podcast and look for mm-hmm. that episode from a few years back. Um, but uh, suffice it to say, we enjoyed that film. I we think. enjoyed it. But yeah, it's, it's, I think we enjoyed it. It has problems, but we enjoyed it. And I think one of the things that's going for that movie mm-hmm. is that it, it had good it had some good fight sequences. Now, obviously, fight choreography has come a long way since then. Yes. But like for its time. Like it was a, it had some great martial arts sequences, and the fact that they like went practical with the Goro monster, <laughs> yes. I was like, well, that's pretty good. And they kind of stuck to like the the um the structure of the Mortal Kombat games. Yeah. Like they kind of stuck to it in as much as like the sequence of fights. So like you had everything that led up to the big boss battle at mm-hmm. the very end, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought that was that was kind of nice. Um. I mean, I still disagree. I think it was Gene Siskel that called it the Star Wars of the nineties. <laughs> it was like <laughs> what? Oh, slow your roll. It was it was one of it. It was either Peter Travers or like Gene Siskel said, like, this is the new Star Wars. I was like, wait a minute. Uh but no, I remember enjoying the movie quite a bit. Yeah, uh it's not bad. Dis- despite its problems. It's not the best uh movie based on a fighting franchise, but it sh- it, it it was a good one. And you know what? It it was the better of the two efforts that came out yes. in 95. It succeeded uh, where Street Fighter failed, right? Because didn't Street yeah. Fighter come out the year before? Oh, yeah. I believe, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So it was a, it was definitely a marked improvement. Yeah, because they they kind of just gave the fans what they wanted, like you said, stuck to the structure of the game, didn't try to uh, get too cutesy with it. Whereas uh, Street Fighter, we're really taking some liberties with the characters uh, that we've been introduced to and their roles, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden the army is involved. Uh, yeah, and it's world against you know countries are fighting each other, and uh, that is not what Super Street Fighter was. The Street Fighter movie is more of a live action GI Joe movie yes. than it is a Street Fighter movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the uh, the thing about Mortal Kombat '95 mm-hmm. is that not only does it like have the characters and the the choreography, like everything about that movie is kind of constructed to cater to the arcade culture, uh, yeah. the the techno music. You know, yeah. you have the, the Mortal Com- not only the Mortal Kombat soundtrack, but or the song, but like the Orbital Saints soundtrack, like the mm-hmm. the techno. Like that stuff was really hitting the chord uh, and and the pulse of of gamers. It's true. And so it kind of spoke to them. Whereas Street Fighter didn't have any of that. Like it was, it was somebody, someone who was like who was brought up in the '60s was just they decided he's going to be the director for this movie because yeah. he's an action movie director who had no idea like just to listen to like i'm sure his commentary track on the dvd is like well my grandkids like this game so i thought i'd make this movie <laughs> right. it's like wrong person wrong yeah. person yeah yeah oh, and also uh, wrong casting too because uh jean-claude van damme while he may have been a name that people recognized and uh sold some tickets uh, did not fit in that world. Certainly did not fit into that role. Uh, I don't know why no. you know all American guile uh, is being played by uh, Jean Claude Van Damme all of a sudden. But uh, <laughs> listen, we're getting a little too Street Fighter here on this Mortal Kombat. Uh, <laughs> no, podcast. but I don't think you. I don't think you can talk about one without true discussing the other to an extent. Yeah, absolutely. It's the yeah. Coke because, to their because, Pepsi. That's right. Yeah. Well, Street Fighter was the original. Street yeah. Fighter is the granddaddy of the fighting games, and Mortal Kombat is like. The, the the millennial that came in and was like, okay, Grandpa, sit down. Yeah, we'll show you how it's done. We're going to tear some spines out. Uh, although, having said uh, that, I don't believe yeah. that movie so, uh, was uh, had an R rating, right? It was kind of PG-13, which is... I think it was PG-13. Yeah. Odd cons- I mean, I get it, because they're still kind of catering to teens at that point. You don't want to yeah. make an R-rated movie that they can't even see, your core audience. Um, but at the same time, you know, Mortal Kombat kind of made its name because of the blood, because of the gore. Yeah, the, yeah. the games got better over time. Um, Unless you played it on Nintendo. The, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, <laughs> with the gobs of sweat just like flying off of people as you as you hit them. It was ridiculous. Green, green sweat. Green sweat, that's right. I just remember the console wars from back then, and everybody, that was like the big thing everybody brought up. It's like, yo, Sega has the blood, and mm-hmm. Nintendo has sweat. It's like, yep. Okay. <laughs> there's there's a whole documentary right now that's on I think it's on Netflix and it's like it, it's called like video game wars or game yeah, wars or console like wars. That. Console wars. And the thing is like it's not really about a general console war. Like it does like kind of dive deep into just Mortal Kombat and how Mortal Kombat kind of almost killed Nintendo uh near the end of the the 16-bit era. Mm-hmm. That's why the the second one when it came out they were they Went with full on, bring the yeah. blood, bring the fatalities, bring mm-hmm. everything. Yep. And that, that led into into things like freaking Conquer coming in on N sixty four. It's like yeah. who the fuck would think that would come from a Nintendo <laughs> game, you know, Nintendo system? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had to so, keep yeah. up and Eternal Darkness, like that that's a Nintendo release, you know, like yep. it, it it forced Nintendo Mortal Kombat 
forced Nintendo mm-hmm. to start looking at their gamers in a more mature light. Like, yep. hey, it's not just little kids playing our system anymore. We don't have to be the Walt Disney of of game developers. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Now you mentioned Mortal Kombat too. That when Mortal Kombat for me went from being a novelty to being like a serious kind of fighting game. Like I same I for me. Yeah, think they just kicked everything up a notch uh the graphics were better the gameplay was much better uh yes. I, i'm with you jay yes. i always kind of felt like that first one was a little stiff uh, not nearly as fun to play as uh, street fighter was at the time uh but that all changed with mortal kombat 2 it just moved faster uh, the graphics were much improved and um they really leaned into the ridiculousness of yes. you know the blood and the gore um which i think helped them in the end, because that first one is kind of teetering on, I mean, obviously they're using photorealistic people, um, and yes, I can't grab somebody by their hair and rip their head out of their, <laughs> and spine out of their bodies, but you know, there was, there was a little bit of realism to, to those first few times. <laughs> yeah, start working on my biceps. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, that uh, that second one was just like, well, fuck it, you know, we're gonna make these things so ridiculous that nobody could complain about it, and that's where you got the mm-hmm. babalities and friendships and uh, just these crazy fatalities that uh, Dude, I, I was unborn. <laughs> you remember the babalities? You could turn your opponent into awesome. a baby. I loved friendship. Yeah. There was something like that in like in Killer Instinct, which was another good fighting franchise oh, that yeah. came after Mortal Kombat. There, what was it? It wasn't it wasn't friendship, but there was like one where they did like disco dances or something. Oh, yes, right. yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but I do remember that like the the lights would start flashing and they yeah. would just start dancing together. That was. yeah um no so that was i don't remember those being in the first one so you're right those were one of those that's one of the innovations that they made for Mm -hmm. mortal kombat 2 Mm -hmm. um i didn't play much mortal kombat 2 in fact mortal kombat 2 almost skipped completely past my radar it wasn't until i started working at a movie theater in mckinney uh a cinemark and we had Mortal Kombat 3 in the lobby. Yeah. And that's kind of where, like, I would take my breaks. And, you know, we we were able to play, like, some free games for a couple minutes while we were on break. And uh, and that's kind of where I started playing Mortal Kombat 3. And stupid me thought I was starting to get really good at it and, <laughs> and entered a tournament and got taken out in the first round. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, when you lost, did the your opponent uh, do a fatality on you? Because that's really, like... No insult to injury. No, he didn't. He didn't. I don't think he knew how. He was just a little bit. He was just a little bit better than I was. Um, but I was a Liu Kang guy all the time. Who did oh, yeah. you guys play as? I mean, uh, Scorpion's a favorite. You know that. Yeah, that tap. tap. Scorpion was was mine or Raiden. Yeah, was the other one I played Raiden a lot. Was a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and later on, when uh, I can't remember if Sub Zero always kind of had that teleportation move. He where did. you could pop in from the other side of the screen. Mm-hmm. Man, if you could mm-hmm. master that, you could fuck somebody's shit up because uh, yes. you could just kind of keep throwing that at them. Uh, it's, it's a tough one to block. And also because uh, blocking, you, you know, if you're used to playing uh, Street Fighter, you know you, you know that you, you pull you in the opposite direction. You just push back, and that's how you yeah, block. Yep. This was the, the first game that dedicated it to a button, and I remember it took a little while for that muscle no, memory to kick so in. Bad. It was terrible. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I uh, still to this day kind of think that was a, an, an odd choice. Now, have they carried that over into uh, current Mortal Kombat games? I don't think so. I think they've gone. They've f- finally adopted the whole like just press backwards to yeah, block. I think you're right because that's kind of universally known now. 
in fighting mm-hmm. games as uh, as the block. But yeah, having that weird X patch of of buttons on the console, you're like, what is this one in the middle for? That's <laughs> uh, your block button. Uh, all right, so yeah, Mortal Kombat three. Love Mortal Kombat three. I agree. We got some crazy characters. That's where you get uh, uh, Cabal. I think it was the first time he showed up. I believe um, so. Yeah. Is that that's where we got? Re- is that where we got Reptile too? I think Reptile was in the second one, but he was like a hidden character. Like yeah, you had okay. to do something to unlock him. And and Noob Cybot was yes, that Noob Cybot that that's also right. too. Yeah. Which, uh, a little bit of trivia is uh, the two creators of the games. Uh, Boone and Tobias, their last names mm-hmm. uh, spelled backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's so cool that they did that. Um, the uh, so if I remember correctly, in Mortal Kombat three, they kind of for, they temporarily did away with Scorpion and Sub Zero's like ninja gear and yes. had them outfitted like how Cabal is outfitted in this movie. Right? Isn't aren't they like wearing armor or something in Mortal Kombat three? Well, I think you're, I there, there's uh, there's another character. That that yellow looking robot. It kind of looks like if, mm-hmm. if Bumblebee were a man. Um, Bumblebee. Yeah. What is that guy's name? Cyrex or something like that. Okay, so I'm I'm misremembering then. Yeah, no, because they they were okay. they definitely yeah. still had those characters in their their ninja uniforms. For yeah, for some reason in my in my mind's eye or whatever, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm imagining like Sub Zero is like you know the guy with the with the armored guy in blue, and then there's Scorpion who's the armored guy in yellow, and um, I I yeah, do I remember do. that. Like I do remember. Something about that. I don't remember if that was if that was Sub Zero and and Scorpion, or if that was just another character. Like, uh, what was there? There was one that was like, what was his name? Smoke. Oh yeah, one of them. He had that gray, that gray kind of armor, and then there was uh, yeah. So there was Cyrex. That's who. Jay, uh, that's Cyrex. what I was talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Man. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm looking. Well, I'm. I'm I had to look. I'm like, what? Why am I misremembering this? Well, you're probably because they threw a ton of characters into that third game. Um, yeah. And you know, I I always like it when um when you would get rumors of a character in one game. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I, I think Shang Tsung was never intended to be like a real character. Like an actual um, playable character, yeah. Exactly. And then uh, the rumors started, oh, you can play him. You can play him. You get to play him. And so I think uh, the creators were really good at like kind of listening to what was exciting players and working them mm-hmm. into the games. That's why we got Smoke. Um, yep. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, just in that same ninja garb. Except we had Smoke. And uh, the same thing with uh, uh, Reptile, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. You guys remember Mortal Kombat 3 had like a cop. There was yes. a, a, a oh, cop crap, character yeah. named Striker. That's his oh, name. That was so funny. And he had like his little uh, yeah. his little billy club. Oh, yes. and there's female Goro. What the heck was Shiva? Oh, that's right. Shiva, yep. And Nightwolf. Like, oh, we were totally throwing like Indian characters, American Indians into these games. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, hey, boy. Street Fighter did it too. So everybody's got <laughs> We have to have equal representation. <laughs> Yeah, that was games. about the time when when Thunderhawk showed up in uh, yeah. in uh, Killer Instinct. So yeah, oh, that's right. There you go. In, in comparing and contrasting with Street Fighter, all the all the characters in Street Fighters were, at their core were still human. I mean, sometimes uh-huh. yes, yeah, they could shoot fireballs out of their hands or mouths in the case of a Dalsum, but <laughs> uh, for the most part, they were still humans. And uh, Mortal Kombat just opened that up. You know, we got robots, we got lizards, we got forearm monsters, we got everybody here, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and police officers with backwards police caps. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
We got a guy who man. shrinks. We got a guy who walks <laughs> walls. You got to be more specific. <laughs> Put a little Ant Man on you. I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> that la- that last fucking shot of him. Uh, I love Michael Pena. All right. Uh, all right. So yeah, no, I think I think for me, Mortal Kombat three just for nostalgia reasons yeah. is probably still my favorite of the franchise me too yeah, yeah. it was here. the last time i remember being fairly good at it mm-hmm. and the thing is mm-hmm. i'm i'm the same way with fighting games but specifically mortal Kombat, as i am with madden i love the idea of those games and i i play them but i'm horrible at them like <laughs> yes. i want i want to be good so badly but i'm not and yes. uh, and i put myself through the ringer every time they release a new one um, I still have 11 on the switch and we'll play it from time to time. And just like the depth of story that they've gone into now in this game yes. is just mind blowing. Yeah. Uh, it would be nice if they would uh, work some of that into the films that they're now starting to produce. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> because... Are we finally going to talk about that? Let's oh, talk yeah. about some films. Sure. And uh, we can get back to uh, Mortal Kombat uh, games as they come up in conversation. But, uh, the real reason we're here is because we have a new Mortal Kombat movie. That it, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you can watch right now on HBO Max or in mm-hmm. theaters. And I heard over the weekend that uh, the box office is uh, double what they expected it to be. They were thinking because maybe really uh, starved for some yeah, entertainment. They yeah, would have been happy with true. ten million, and I think it's going to leave the weekend uh, with over twenty million. Uh, wow! So the uh, problem with that uh-oh. is that it tells people that this is a good movie, <laughs> yes, and that people want more of it. And I. Look, it wasn't okay. There we go. <laughs> so the movie horrible. ticks the boxes. I told I told yeah. Jay this yesterday. The movie ticks the boxes that a movie based on a fighting game needs to. Sure. T- okay, you got the characters, you got the fan service, you got some decent fight sequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, does it does it pretty much follow the story or of what we know of the games? Eh. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, but they do it in such like like. This is Mortal Kombat, and we've talked about now the ways that this game franchise has like blown open doors and innovated. And it seems like this movie just goes by the numbers, yeah. and yeah. every chance it has to do something in a little bit more of an interesting way, it doesn't. Right. And it just kind of gives you everything on the surface. It, it feeds you everything it's going to do later in the film. Mm-hmm. It feeds you early on, playing to the back of the room. Like I felt, I felt numbed in my brain watching this and i was just like oh come on this is supposed this is supposed to be better and i can't narrow down if it's mostly the writing or if it's an equal writing casting kind of thing because i thought there were actors that did better than their 90s counterparts but for the most part like it wasn't an improvement no it was i mean you know when you when you put them side by side this in the 1995 version uh i mean obviously Technically, everything looks better, right? Production value is out the yeah, roof. It looks better. Today's acting, even at its worst, is probably still better than some, you know, B movie acting at its best. Eh, <laughs> Joe's disagreeing with me there, but um, <laughs> I mean, we, we didn't have. I would have killed to have an actor with the charisma of Kano from this film in one of in yes. the 1995 film. Uh, he and that's fucks, one of the few. He that's, steals yeah, the show. The... Exactly. No, no, but but he's he is hands down the most entertaining character in this film uh, mm-hmm. and perplexing why they would decide to make him a bad guy and then kill him off before we even get to the climax of this film. Now, well, because right. they, they, they created this science of like you have to kill someone to get their invitation. Yeah, basically, they're highly part of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. 
And Basically, just, yeah. Why? Why do we need that? Because that Christopher Lambert was in uh, the first Mortal Kombat, so Highlander <laughs> all over again. No, you're right. It, it makes no sense. Yeah. Um, but I, I at least like that they were trying to do something with it. Listen, the story is ludicrous, right? Yeah, yeah. But right, but you have to stick to something. Yeah. Like you, you need to. If you're setting up, and this is, I mean, I've said this before in our podcast about setting up science, and I feel the same way about setting up a story. Like this whole thing is about the Mortal Kombat tournament. Yeah, that doesn't even happen in the movie. We never see it. Yeah. It's like yeah, everybody's we never dead get to it. before, uh, yeah, we even see, like, there's no semblance of a tournament. It's just like everybody's kind of going off into other realms and killing each other before uh, the boxing match even starts, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I thought that I remembered something in the first movie that like the fighters weren't allowed to fight each other until the tournament Outside. began. Outside, yeah. Yes. And they, yes. they do kind of touch on that uh, a little bit where... Uh, I think Shang Tsung is mentioning earlier that uh, or, or, something about the gods won't won't stop him because they're they just don't care. Yeah, or something along yeah, those lines. Exactly. And, how they're they're breaking the rules by sending people to Earth Realm to uh, kill yeah. the combatants before uh, the tournament even begins. Uh, mm-hmm. I kind of like that. You know, go with that. Um, let's let's yeah. learn a little more uh, about wh- who set up these rules. Why? Let's get some mm-hmm. some backstory. Uh, yeah, to 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 continue on your point, Joe. This movie to me kind of suffers what the Star Wars prequels suffered, which was, uh, you know, we know the answers to the questions, but I want to know, but, but then what the prequels are supposed to tell were not the how, not what, but why. Why yep. are, did these things happen? Uh, and this movie kind of isn't interested in answering that. It's just like, well, because. Like, the, yeah. this character is named Sub-Zero. I mean, obviously he's cold because... And then the same mm-hmm. thing with the what we learn is the Scorpion character at the end. Yep. All of a sudden just declares that his name is Scorpion yeah, for I'm no reason. I yeah, so, well, well, uh, didn't see that coming at all. This yeah. is this is the, the inherent problem with this movie is that it's trying to cover everything. Where it so here's the thing. It starts perfectly. Like this so whole good. like setting up the thing between Scorpion and Sub Zero, yeah. like that's perfect. What would have been wrong with it being just a movie about the heir of Scorpion, yeah. like yeah. being hunted down by Sub Zero, because like he's destined to be a part of this mortal, like he's marked and destined to be part of this Mortal Kombat tournament. There you go. And like, so it's his journey instead of including everybody. Yeah, make it an origin story. It. Like it could have just been an origin story of the heir of of Sub Zero. And by the way, like this. This guy, this character, Cole, Cole Young, yeah. is he supposed to be Cabal? Because he's got like the little the things that come out of his arms, right? I don't understand. And see, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, he's he's got like the the Cabal moves, but mm-hmm. there's also Cabal in here. Yeah, he's a whole different character that has nothing to do with his his video game character. Well, I yeah. guess he does. He has those the size that are. I guess technically, kind of. I guess that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Watching the yeah. trailer for this movie the first time, I just kind of assumed that that was Johnny Cage, right? The spiritual. Yeah. I thought that was too. Yeah. Johnny Cage, because yeah. he's like a boxer. Uh, he's kind of a like, pretty why, boy. Why save Johnny Cage for the sequel? Like he's know. one yeah. of your most popular characters. Why save him? Well, it, mm-hmm. it appears to me, uh, and, and listeners, if you watch this movie, stick around uh, to the very last scene, right before the credits, you'll see a little tease for Johnny Cage coming uh, in uh, the inevitable Mortal Kombat 2 film. Yeah, um, sorry, spoiler alert. Where they, <laughs> we no. don't see Johnny Cage in this movie. No, that's true. Uh, we will get him in a sequel, potentially. 
uh, but but they go to great lengths to not show his face, right? We see the name mm-hmm. on the poster. We see the yeah. arms, maybe the abs. I think they are... Because he's not cast yet. Exactly. <laughs> they haven't cast yet. They're going to take the success of this movie, and they're going to take it to Tom Cruise. They're going to take it to uh, oh uh, Chris Evans, probably, and be like, hey, mm-hmm. you want to be in a Mortal Kombat movie? You can be pretty you boy know, Johnny Cage. You know who would be the perfect Johnny Cage? I already though. said it, Chris Evans. No, uh, are you? I don't know if you're familiar. You, you guys probably aren't familiar. He's a WWE wrestler, uh, The Miz. He oh, would yes, be the yes. perfect yeah. Johnny Cage. Well, there you yes, go. He yes, would. he already embodies what Johnny Cage is supposed to be in the games. Like he's this, you know, uh, self-centered, egotistical actor type. You know, that's exactly his persona, and has been for like the past fifteen years in WWE. Uh, I would love to see that happen. Is he based potentially off of the Johnny Cage character from the Mortal Kombat? He might be. Honestly, he might be. Yeah. All right. But no, and he's he's a he's a pretty good performer. Uh, he's got a he's one of the wrestlers that has a reality TV show too. Oh man, I'm looking at him. You're right. Look at that. Yeah, smirk. doesn't he? He looks just like Johnny Cage. The hair. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, there you go. Coming soon to theaters near you. The Miz is Johnny Cage. We can only hope uh, if if Chris Evans turns down that role. <laughs> As I'm sure he will. It would be funny if Chris Evans turns it down so they get Wyatt Russell instead. (laughs) (laughs) I think he just makes a career out of being the second of Chris Evans. (laughs) Uh, I think Wyatt Russell is done playing iconic characters, maybe, after the backlash he's received from uh, Captain uh, Falcon and the whatever. Uh, But we're not here to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about Mortal Kombat, this movie now. Okay, so getting back into the movie, like... How do you like? How do you show your Goro hand so early on? Like, how mm-hmm. is he like just a mid-level thing that happens early in the movie? Like, dude, show some respect. Like, this, right. this guy's supposed to be like the, the he's the big boss. time Mortal Kombat champion. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I did love that we got a little bit of the lore. Um, I'm I'm still a little shaky on them giving all that to Sonya. Like why Sonya didn't have a, like there was so much. And I guess this comes back to the point that I just made. They're trying to juggle too many characters in this movie. And I don't think they do it successfully. Um, There's, there's another film that we've talked about on the editing bay. Mm -hmm. uh, That's based on a fighting franchise called DOA. Yes. And I think that film, and I'll, I'll say it right now. I still think that is the best video game to movie adaptation uh as far as fighting games are concerned i think that one does it way better i think it juggles the characters a little more um skillfully i think that it's more fun it knows what it wants to be Mm -hmm. and it doesn't ever try to be anything more than that and that's where i think part of its charm lies uh but also like it takes all the fan servicey stuff that you want from your DOA fighting franchise, the volleyball franchise, yes. and because one of your characters in DOA is Ryu Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden, there's even some Ninja Gaiden like action scenes in the movie. That's right. So like it kind of does everything and it does it well. Uh whereas like this one just it, I I couldn't have cared less about <laughs> most of the characters on the screen. I didn't like Cole I didn't. No. I wish no. that it was like, I wish that it was someone else was like the heir of Scorpion, like of his family bloodline. Yeah. And like yeah. that, that was the story instead. Um, yeah, he's like, I, I can't, I cannot say enough about how much of a misstep it was to try to balance everybody. 
and and yeah. and if you are going to have like one main character, like he's the guy on all the posters, right? When you see the lineup, he's there in the center. Like it's clear they're trying to set mm-hmm. him up. He's not even an original character from Mortal I was Kombat. Say, yeah. You have was he even in the game? No, you don't remember any character like that. Dozens no. of characters dozens to choose from. Uh, I mean, Luke Kane kind of seems like the obvious choice. He was always kind of yeah, like right. the, the the Ryu of uh, the Mortal Kombat franchise, mm-hmm. it seemed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I understand. Maybe you don't want to go that direction. Although they kind of did. He's kind of Asian American-y, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. wait, at the very beginning, like, so. Raiden saves the baby yeah. from mm-hmm. Sub Zero's army, mm-hmm. and the baby was Cole's grandfather. Great, great, yeah, he had to or keep great her, grandfather. Like, yeah, like great, great, great grandmother or something like yeah. that. Had to something keep the bloodline alive. But okay, so because at first I thought for just a split second I was like, oh, so the baby was Liu Kang, and we mm-hmm. find out that's now what that I was thinking. Yeah raised Liu Kang, and Liu Kang is related to Scorpion somehow. That would have been interesting. Like, trim trim that family tree down a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Because Too many it's rings. a little overgrown. There's a, Yeah, like, I didn't care. I didn't care about Cole. I didn't care about his family. Why would Sub-Zero kill Scorpion's family in the beginning? Like, mm-hmm. kill them without a word, but then, like, leave Cole's girlfriend and daughter alive? Like, yeah. What? Yeah. Why yeah. not just kill them yeah. and not give him a chance to save them at all? Yeah, you didn't have a problem uh, killing. Yeah, he, he softened up over the years, Joe. That's what it is. <laughs> I, I, he thawed. He thawed. <laughs> He's just frozen Uh-oh. now. He's not sub-zero. He's zero degree. Nice. That's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see Elsa from Frozen versus <laughs> <laughs> I'm now picturing her the, uh, doing a fatality against In him. the Disney Mortal Kombat mashup. Ooh, Show yourself. I like that. <laughs> you get Wreck-It Ralph in there. He's a contender. Oh, yes. That'd be great. Tangled? Okay, so you guys just... Wait, hold on. I'm still thinking about this. way better than this movie. <laughs> Can we get this, please? Disney Mortal okay. Kombat mashup. So yeah. I've shared my opinion about this movie. Obviously, I, I have no problem doing that. But I went on and just kind of gave the, like a spoiler-free first impression of the film. Mm-hmm. And I've had, since the movie came out on Friday, I've had probably half a dozen friends mm. private message me to let me know how wrong I was about the movie. <laughs> that, oh my God. that I needed to play the games to appreciate what was going on in the film. Oh, Jesus. And here's the thing. Like, if you, if you like something cool you don't have to like justify it i i don't have to be wrong and you don't like it doesn't have to be that like it's a subjective art and the thing is you like something there's something you get joy out of i'm happy about that that doesn't upset me if you like something that that i don't Mm -hmm. unless you're joel and you're talking about uh, unbreakable (laughs) But, uh, but but no but like if you like this if there's something you're getting out of it great mm-hmm. i didn't hate the movie i just thought that it wasn't as good as it could have been yeah. and for how long we had to wait for it to come out i thought like we deserved a little bit better sure. on this front well first of all uh, the fact that they're dming you instead of just posting it there in the comments yeah. is uh, is yes. telling like you know why don't you just let the world know what your opinions are instead of privately mm-hmm. telling exactly. your friend joe yeah. uh secondly you should not have to play I, I i've said this about other medium I am watching a self-contained two-hour piece of celluloid. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. have to, unless it's a Marvel franchise, I don't want to have to have seen other movies. I don't want to have to have read other comic books. And I yeah. certainly don't want to have to have uh, played other video games to fully appreciate. It should be an adaptation that kind of yep. picks and chooses and pulls the best 
and makes its own little self-contained uh, piece of film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's my yeah. two cents. Agreed. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Having said absolutely. that, um, there there's some enjoyment to be had from this film. Uh, absolutely. I, I didn't hate it the way Joe hated it. Uh, I didn't hate it. Well, okay. I didn't well, hate the movie. It's... I just thought that it it it. it... It, it was a missed opportunity yes. in some yeah. respect. I will agree yeah. with that. Too many characters trying to do too many things, a little unfocused and, and, and very shallow across the board. Like he could have delved deeper into any of these storylines uh, and it would have been a, a more interesting tale to tell. Uh, there's some potential there. But yeah, I think they're yeah. trying to do too many things. Um, I guess they are holding some characters back for uh, what they hope to be our sequels. But um yeah. yeah, we didn't need uh, uh, this flying dragon woman. What is it, Latari? I don't even know that character. That yeah, must have I been. I don't know who that character one is. One of the later Mortal Kombat games, but uh, how, she... how are you going to kill off Kung Lao? Like, oh, yeah. I know. Right? Well, I mean, so I, I will give them that a little bit because kill, you can't kill Striker. Bring that cop <laughs> character into the movie. Kill him. <laughs> you can't have a Mortal Kombat. Uh, movie without you know killing off some of your characters that's what it's all about right you're right you need stakes well you need the fatalities man i gotta see these fatalities i gotta see (laughs) uh the dragon woman kind of get split in two or was that and that's something this movie did right let me tell you that that's something i enjoyed about this however one thing that i did not enjoy Mm -hmm. about those is the way that it was the characters would say like flawless victory (laughs) yeah okay does it Come on. Really? I was okay with that because I was okay Warrior. with it back in the 90s when Shang Tsung would say it to everybody. I would be fine with it being like Shang Tsung or, or, or Raiden saying it, even if it was like a disembodied voice because it's kind of like their their eyes are on their, their people yeah. all the time. I would be fine with that because it was the announcer doing it in the mm-hmm. game. It wasn't the characters themselves yeah. doing it. Yeah, Liu Kang says so, it about his own kill, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. So it just comes off so good. Kung Lao said it. Oh, it was Kung Lao. Kung Lao. Yeah. It was it was Kung Lao. No, dude, all That's I right. wanted to hear Shang Tsung say, I wanted him to look at the camera and just go, Cacalation. <laughs> <laughs> That's a guy from the Dark Knight. It is. I yeah. Love that guy, which means I couldn't ha- ha- recast him because the makers of Mortal Kombat <laughs> he's already the, He's the one that you recast with everything. <laughs> I use him to recast for I know. other characters. I'm all out now. Uh, yeah, no, I thought that was silly. Even uh, Liu Kang said it would like he did his dragon thing, and it and it came down on on, uh, on Cabal, and he was like fatality. Yeah, for Kung Lao. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Nobody says that. Who are you talking I to? Know. I know. Yeah, yeah, a little ridiculous. Although uh, you got to have Scorpion say, "Get over here." Like, I'm sorry. That's yeah. You got to have that. Bro, it's okay, so real talk. That was a goosebump moment. Yeah. That was also, that was a goosebump moment for mm-hmm. me when he like, when Sub-Zero is about to str- like fi- finish off Cole and suddenly that spear comes out of nowhere and like you just hear, get over here because oh, there's God. finally something behind it. Like, yes, the, like the anger, like the thing I'd been waiting the whole movie for yes, like this Jude died trying to like avenge his family and like still like get to his baby his crying baby that he was trying to crawl to and so like finally for him to get that revenge on sub-zero and that fight sequence with sub-zero cole and scorpion that was so good that's pretty like, good. It was, good yes it was really even though they did it on like a trampoline for some reason yeah. that was weird but like <laughs> it was still a really good fight sequence now it's super violent we've talked about that did any of the violence bother you no. I gotta tell you, the, the yeah. only one that kind it, of uh, caught me off guard was uh, poor Jax. 
poor Jax is is on but, screen but for five a, minutes. That was that was a character building thing. Like that's yeah. what we know about sure. Jax is that he has the metal arms. Oh no, I'm not saying yeah. that uh, you can't have that. But uh, man, was that brutal to watch. Uh, it was more it was. so was. by like his reaction, like his. I, you know, they've been showing that in the trailers, but then they cut away at the last minute, so you don't kind of know what his reaction is. I always kind of imagined he would just, you know, like scream in pain as anybody would by having their arms. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's kind of like in shock made it all the more disturbing <laughs> to yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, and then to kind of see his lifeless body, his armless, lifeless body, uh, the next time uh, it's like, well, that's mm-hmm. a little. There, well, it was something that Mortal Kombat needs to ride that line of is is being kind of fun. Like, it's got to be over the top enough to where you're shocked by this stuff, but it's almost funny. It's almost comical. Yeah. And that's what the, yeah. the the more recent Mortal Kombat games have really kind of leaned into. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've added that kind of x-ray feature now mm-hmm. where you're seeing, like, yeah. Bones, bones getting broken inside yeah. the person's body as you're fighting, and that's kind of cool. But it's so over the top, uh, over the top, right? And unbelievable. Like, there's no way. Like, after your skull gets fractured in 20 places, you're going to continue a fight. Like, you're dead. <laughs> it's over, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I do, I do like that they did kind of a little bit of that with uh, with Kano and Kung Lao's fight, and they had yeah. like Kung Lao kept sweeping him. Yes. Yeah, if, you, if you remember, that was kind of like the the it was like Raiden. The, the, it yes. was the Raiden sweep. Yep. I, uh, I I wasn't overall bothered by the violence. However, I do agree with you, Joel. Like there has to be a level of like a level of fun. And when you make something hyper violent, yeah, it's really like it's impossible to straddle that line at that point. Like mm-hmm. when when you see Melina get like blasted and her spine, like you're looking through her body and you <laughs> see her spine, like that's. It's like, okay, yeah, they do that in the game, but like, where do we draw the line? Um, And I I, I do agree with you there in that respect. Um, But at the same time, it's an R rated film. Yeah. Uh, And and it was made very clear that this is an R rated movie. Uh, But yeah, I kind of feel like the the Jax thing to me made sense. But like the Molina thing, there was a part of it that I was just like, ooh, okay. And there's also a thing about like, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm a little too sensitive still like violence toward women kind of thing. Yeah, uh, maybe that's maybe it, that's, no. that's sexist Joe, but I don't know. That was a little weird. So something I did appreciate, another thing I did appreciate about this movie was like that like they created some kind of a, a lore as to like unlocking the hidden Unlock potential, the powers, the powers yeah. and the stuff. Arcana. The arcana. Yeah. And, I, and I kind of dug that. And I think in most cases I wouldn't have, but here I was like cool this explains why like in the games like they're able to do this or i thought that it weak that like jax's arcana was having bigger beefier metal arms mm-hmm. i was like <laughs> or that kano got like a laser eye i was like well that's weird yeah. that seems yeah. more like more like science than magic but okay <laughs> <laughs> no but you're right yeah it was a nice way to explain yeah uh Liu kang being able to control fire yeah um mm-hmm. I, I like that and and Yes, I'm. I'm all for you know adding supernatural elements. Just give me a reason behind it, and and yeah. I'm in. You know, that's all I needed. I think Sonya, Sonya's was was way rushed though, because it yeah. was like she 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 just got finally, the tattoo. Yeah, yeah, she just gets the tattoo, and the very next scene, all of a sudden, she's blasting this force beam out of her <laughs> out of her arms. It's like, wait, what? And you know, the the main guy. And and uh, Kano were they had to have like rage moments before they yes. could unlock theirs. And yeah. Liu Kang and and Kung Lao they spent years training to get theirs. It's like, 
Really? I like that. Uh, that's that's Kano... her secret, Cap. She's always angry. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what it is. She had the magic in her all along. She just needed that that's tattoo nice. to unlock her potential. I do like, though, that uh, Kano is basically like Kung Fu Panda. Like his powers yes. come from uh, trying to steal egg rolls from people. Nice <laughs> yes. <about>. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I hear you. Um, I'd also like that they, again, in trying to explain why there are monsters and robots and people with uh, abilities, that they, they kind of split everybody into two. Because the Mortal Kombat games, I don't really remember ever there being good guys or bad guys. I mean, Liu Kang is, yeah, I think, the closest yeah, to no, a good there, guy. There was, there was a good guy and bad guy thing. There were, there were some elements to it. Uh, yeah. Especially... Especially in two, like it started happening in two and three, where they kind of started divvying up the, uh, and and it's probably because like it's not long after the movie had come out, especially with three, um, not long after the movie had come out, or maybe it was right before, but like there was a clear delineation, I think, at that point. Yeah, that's true. All the all the characters from the Outworld uh, yeah. are the the ones with uh, huge teeth and uh, mm-hmm. multiple arms, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, it made sense that they, they kind of carried that on here. So I like that you know we have yeah. humans and they ha- somehow have their own abilities, but uh, you know we've got monsters and people from I guess all other realms. I don't quite know where all these characters are coming. <laughs> yeah, from. it seemed like there was it seemed like there were several different realms and and for some reason maybe maybe it's the whole lore with the tournament. Maybe the outworld is has won these other realms, so they've taken in people from them, and that's that's where. Like robots like from Kamal. Listen to J- Jay's from. doing all the heavy lifting. I know it's like it would have right? been nice for the filmmakers to explain <laughs> that to right. our as audience. <laughs> Just give me some answers. That's all I need to know. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But it was but, like Cabal just kind of seemed like he just showed up yeah. in the movie. But yet like, he he goes way there. way back with Kano before. Like they've got yeah. some beef. Uh, but yeah. they're not the ones who fight each other. And Kano is a human. Why does he mm-hmm. go bad? Yeah. You know? I don't know, dude. No Shouldn't clue. Shouldn't he be well, because, on our side? Because he's offered the he's offered the deal, basically. Like, hey, we'll spare you if you help us out here. Oh, he should and be smarter than that's that. That's what happened. Yeah, and what, but he's not. That's why he's a bad guy. Yeah, All right. that's why he got tricked into thinking he was getting three million dollars from somebody with him in the trailer. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> She's like, "Fuck no, I didn't get two million dollars." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, we, we mentioned uh, Kano is obviously, in my eyes, the best actor in this, or at least <laughs> so giving wait, the best. So performance. we gotta go. Are we going through the list of characters? Make sure we talk about everybody. No. Here, let me go through the list for you. Okay, Kano, <laughs> Luke, <laughs> Raiden, Johnny. Uh oh, he's no, not in. Nope. nope. <laughs> Sonia. Uh, okay, so if we're saying that Kano is the best actor in the mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. Sonia is clearly the worst, right? I mean, other than Cole, Sonia and Cole may be tied. I, mean, I would, I would say for me, probably Cole. Yeah, I, I was, I was with you on Sonia. Like when she was, when she was first introduced, uh, she came across as just kind of like this exposition bomb, <laughs> yes. and she was just over-explaining everything oh, that yeah. she was well, doing. Exposition bomb, and like there's this element to Sonia where it's like we've talked about this before, Joel, she's clearly written by a dude. Oh yeah. (laughs) And like she, she absolutely reads like it. Like there was never a time where they were like, Hey, actress, how would a woman say this stuff that we're making? (laughs) Yeah. 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 She's not Uh, the best. Yeah, no, definitely not. But I do think once, once they actually got through that initial part and they got on their journey and actually, started going towards the temple 
I think her character at least started getting to be a better character overall. She wasn't any better as an actress, but the character, I think, benefited from that. Yeah, I I think think you're right. I think you make a good point because, like, Cole, not only is he a bad actor, but his character is a nothing burger, too. Yes, he is. So that's like, that's like, yeah, that's, that's, he's so, it's double shot. Yes, he's very vanilla. And uh, at the end of the movie is basically where he was at the beginning. Like, yes. I don't. He's actually Except, literally where he was at the beginning of the movie in that locker room. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, um, maybe they give those characters more to do in uh, Mortal Kombat Two uh, when we're introduced to Johnny Cage, played by uh, who did we say was going to play him? Mike the Miz. There you go, the Miz. Yeah. From uh, WWE. What? Who else? I mean, besides Johnny Cage, who else would you like to see? In the next Mortal Kombat movie. Oh well, to do that, I have to pull up the list of characters. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, we we got Melina in this one, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, got Melina. We need to see Katana then, her her twin yeah. sister, who right. uh, has the the fan blades. Like she was one of my favorites mm-hmm. from Mortal Kombat two and three. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. They, I feel like she was the cooler one. I don't know why she wasn't introduced in this one. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, they're saving her for the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, not Kab- Baraka is what I felt like. Cole, Cole was doing yeah. what Baraka does. I don't know why I was calling him Cabal, but yeah, yeah the, the yeah. Baraka character. Baraka, we got to bring him back. Yeah, with the yes. so, Freddy Krueger so hands. Here's the thing: is Cole Baraka, and we're going to see that in the second movie? Um, I don't think so because oh. we already saw Baraka on one of the uh, scrolls that was hanging in the cave. Uh, oh, that Luke Kang right. takes him to there. There's a, a couple of uh, call outs there to other other uh, Mortal Kombat characters in past. So it kind of seems like mm-hmm. maybe he was in one of the past tournaments. No reason they yeah. can't bring him back, but right. uh, I don't know that Cole is going to be. I mean, they've, they've clearly lined up Cole as the new Scorpion, right? Yeah, I guess that's what uh. they've done. <laughs> the fact that we're all unclear at the end of this movie. Yeah. Uh, speaks well, I mean, it, and, it, and it seems like because Scorpion seems like he can come and go now as he pleases because yeah. Cole unlocked him from, from hell. So hopefully Cole's not the new Scorpion. Was anybody that else a tragedy? Yeah. Was anybody else disappointed that he didn't like pull his face off to reveal a skull underneath and yes. breathe fire on like missed opportunity. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. kind of did, he right? Kinda when did, he, but when he... he started breathing fire. Yeah. His, you could see his face started like turning into a skull, but then it came back to the normal face. I wanted yeah. to see him like r- do the mission like, impossible do the, thing, the thing where he fucking yeah. takes his head off. Yeah. That would have been neat. Yeah. Yeah. I um, like how he, I like how he, he, he did the whole thing about, uh, I, I learned to use the hellfires to, yeah. To get my revenge. I was born mm-hmm. in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see them bring, uh, the uh, the Shao Kahn, I know that he was on like the, yes. the tapestry on the wall. There you mm-hmm. go. I would I would like to see them bring Shao Kahn into the next one. Mm-hmm. And there was a uh, a character named Aaron Black, and hmm. I think he was in like Mortal Kombat Four. He was like this 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 half cowboy, like he had a rifle and a hat. Maybe it was man. Maybe it was more recent. It could have been like ten. Maybe it was Mortal Kombat Ten. But he was like this cowboy guy. He had like a rifle and a hat, and I was like. That's kind of a fun thing to throw into Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so I'm hoping that we see something like that too. But yeah, just you know, a, a good opportunity to throw some new characters into the movie. Uh, you know, because my big gripe was they were trying to balance too much. So why not put more <laughs> into the next one? 
Oh, here's one. Uh, how, I am nothing if not hypocritical. <laughs> what about Sindel? <laughs> She's kind of the white witch looking oh, thing. Oh, she yes. was like, wasn't yes. Sindel like the bride of Shao Kahn yeah. or something? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, she but she has a cool, uh, cool design. She's kind of like an evil Morticia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, I mean, th- there's plenty of characters. There are plenty of places to go. The thing is, I guess none of the characters are ever going to be as iconic right. as that first batch. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. they made a song about them, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So that is Mortal Kombat 2021. Uh, and as we used to do on the editing bay, um, we could talk about what it did right and what it did wrong uh, before we get into our recast segment. Uh, so, Jay, I think I'm going to start with you. What did uh, Mortal Kombat do right? I, you know, Joe kind of touched on it. I, I like how they came up with, or actually, Joel, you touched on it. Too. It's probably me. The explanations of of how they got their powers. Um, you know, it was it was neat seeing like. Jax, when he when he unlocked his power, he got that like mom strength to lift that rock up, and then all of a sudden his arms started to fill out and everything. And I don't know, I I, I like how the how they did that. That was yeah. a, that was a good a good way to introduce those powers to it. Yeah, and and I liked Raiden. Yeah, how he was he was basically standoff from them. Yeah, you know he he didn't get involved, and they kind of did the same thing with with uh, Shang Tsung. He didn't get involved either, but they were both kind of manipulating from the outside. Yeah. Playing chess. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. like, he's like yeah. Dumbledore. Right. Right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Magneto and professor X or that. There yeah. you go. I feel yeah. a great sort of pity for anyone coming to that school looking for trouble. <laughs> Joe, what about you? What did Mortal Kombat do? Right. Scorpion and Sub-Zero, man. There you go. The, and, building that, that story, that story mm-hmm. that painted like that first seven minutes mm-hmm. and then having to wait till the last seven minutes of the movie for it to <laughs> yeah. pay off. But it's the best part of the film. It's like Absolutely. it's the, the part where I actually was emotionally invested in what was going on. Uh, I could have watched even more of that, that guy who played Scorpion. I love that mm-hmm. actor. Yeah. don't remember his name, but he's so good. Uh, I thought that the production of everything that was happening that first seven minutes – um, and the way that it led into what was going to happen at the end, I thought it was great. It was uh, a really solid revenge story that I wanted more of uh, yeah. in the course of this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hiroyuki Sanada I, is that actor's name, I believe. He's so good. Uh, yeah, he so great. great, great. I, I I literally when when I watched that first seven minutes on YouTube, yep. um, I had like this kind of sucked in my breath. It was like, Oh shit. When he started putting the rope on that deck on the yeah. Oh, yeah. blade thing, I was yep. like, Oh, that's so fucking you cool. You know what's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. They kind of uh, set that up and then you get the supernatural payoff and the, uh, yep. the last, yep. uh, well for mine, I've said it before. Kano was played by, uh, Josh Lawson. Uh, I think he's the most charismatic character in this film. Uh, yeah. everything. I, I mean, I just enjoyed watching him from the minute he uh, comes on screen until the minute he is uh, unceremoniously killed well, off. And he has comedy roots, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. I think I can't remember. I can't place what he's been in, but I know I've seen him before, and right. I think that works to his favor. He was in uh, Anchorman Two: The Legend Continues. He's in a movie. Uh, I think what he's known best for is the, the Little Death, which is a little independent mm. film came out in 2014. Uh, but aside from that, yeah, I, I think he does have backgrounds in comedy, and it shows. Yeah, yeah, it's, right. it's nice. He brings he brings a lot of uh, he breathes a nice air into the room when he shows up. Yeah, that's right. Yes. And then fires a laser at it. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> All right. Well, what did uh, Mortal Kombat do wrong, Jay? Oh God. Um, <laughs> Please narrow your answers down to one. 
uh i would i would have to go with cole um i like i said i don't think that he's an actual character from the games i i could be wrong he could be from one of the more recent ones but he is so boring and bland and just makes no sense as a character like he he doesn't have really any stake in this fight um he doesn't seem interested in in any of it mm-hmm. of course until his you know the the trope of gotta save the the damsel in distress when he yeah. when his girlfriend is threatened by somehow he becomes this amazing fighter yeah. against a literal like kind of god from another realm yeah. that comes in to, to fight it's like really okay whatever you you fight against a, a freaking uh cage match mmo guy and you can't even beat him but suddenly you can beat goro yeah with almost no problem yeah okay. he's, he's got his new uh, body of armor that he's uh grown mm-hmm. out of nowhere yeah yeah Agreed. yeah joe how about you yeah, just real quick, I I did a little search. It's funny if you if you Google Mortal Kombat characters, mm-hmm. it has the video game version of every character, and then there's this tool from the movie. <laughs> it's just like a picture of him. <laughs> he is yeah. This character has never appeared in any of the games. He is oh, that's, that's a movie only character that is based on screenwriter Greg Russo. He has based oh, the character on God. himself. Oh, that is struggles. Wow, that is yeah. fucking. so 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 jay jay's not wrong jay uh is actually very correct that cole is one of the worst things about this movie Mm. and i guess for me i would have to just go back to that the film is trying to juggle way too much it has too many characters in play and the thing is it's it's not so much that though it's just that the movie itself the the producers the director like the the filmmakers did not know how to juggle them skillfully enough uh, and so they should have pared it down significantly. Yeah. I agree. For me, uh, what I think it did wrong is uh, the tone. It's it's close. It's almost there. Uh, but what this film needed was like a James Gunn type of visionary director mm. or screenwriter. Every movie needs a James Gunn. That is true. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, specifically sure. something like this where you're dealing with supernatural, where you're dealing with characters and ridiculous costumes and he has a way to like somehow you know ground them in some sort of reality and endear you to them uh and and make you care about them by the end even though they're all wearing spandex he successfully made one of the best movies in the world that featured a talking tree him and peter jackson are the only ones that have done that (laughs) or four words i'm sorry said four words literally Uh, that's Mm -hmm. right yeah um yeah no i agree i i wish uh there was somebody in there who had a, a better vision for what this could be uh, and yeah. would set the table for uh, sequels to come. But yeah. whether we want them or not, they're coming. Uh, so uh, if we were to remake Mortal Kombat 2021, uh, how would we do that? Uh, nice. me... I think I have like 12 people. Yeah, I, there's a lot uh, of characters in here, and I think we've uh, probably all done the same dozen. Uh, probably well, so. Jay, you said you had a theme, so maybe it makes sense for you to uh, go first and uh, tell us how okay. you would recast this film. Okay. Um, yeah. So I basically I went with uh, Game of Thrones theme. Um, I wanted to do the actual characters in the Game of Thrones, though not not the actors. So I went with uh, for, <laughs> the right um, for Cole. I went with Jamie Lannister. Okay. Um, mainly just because he he kind of has this redemption arc. You know, he's he's a he's kind of worthless at the beginning, but then he kind of kind of redeems himself as he unlocks his power. Mm-hmm. 
uh, for Sonya, I went with uh, Arya Stark because she's just kind of a little little badass little fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jax, I went with Sandor Clegane, which is the Hound, uh, mainly because he's you know he's a big dude. He's got these scars, but he kind of overcomes the scars to to step up at the end. I like that. Uh, Liu Kang, I went with Oberyn Martell because he's kind of a, a nimble little stick and jab Pedro fighter. Pascal's character, by the way. Exactly, mm. exactly. Uh, Kung Lao was Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> and I set this one up specifically because of, of what happened in the in the movie. I wanted to, to kind of mirror with this. So uh, so then Scorpion, I've got Jon Snow just because he comes back from the dead and you can't, can't really kill him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he does a little bit with fire too. Uh, Raiden, I was torn between Daenerys and... Um, um, the the Tyrell. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's oh, name? I thought you were gonna say Melisandre. Marjorie. I was like, Ooh. oh no, no, I do have Melisandre. I do have Melisandre in here. Um, but I was, yeah, I was torn between Daenerys and, and Marjorie Tyrell, and I, I went with uh, I went with Daenerys. So just because she, you know she doesn't have the dragons, but she's got lightning power, so it's kind of like fire breath. Yeah, kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, for Kano, I went Peter Baelish, which is Littlefinger, um, <laughs> just because he's. That's oh, perfectly a terrible person That's and perfect. only out for himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cabal, I went with Euron Greyjoy because he's uh, kind of smarmy and snarky, a little too cocksure of himself. Uh-huh. Yeah. For Melina, I have Melisandre, mm. um, pretty but dangerous. And Goro is Gregor Clegane. Is, I mean, come on. The mountain. Gigantic. Yeah, the mountain. Uh, Rico which I had no fucking clue who this guy was. I had to, I had to look him up. Even looking at the pictures on IMDb, I'm looking for it. And it's like, finally, I find one that's like uh, this guy in, in Mortal Kombat. And it's not even him. It's not even his face. It's Jax holding the, the hammer. And that's when I was like, oh, it's the hammer guy. Okay. Oh, yeah. um, I didn't know who that Ill was either. Payne. I didn't recast yeah. Rico. No, I didn't yeah, either. Oh, yeah. Um, Ilan Payne. So just kind of a big, dumb uh, executioner guy. Dude, that was Nathan Jones who played him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had a brother, and he was perfect in every way. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so for Natara was uh, Shay, and that's why that's why I went with uh, with uh, Tyrion Lannister for Kung Lao because Shay or he gets to kill her in the end because oh, yeah. she's kind of a backstabbing little bitch. <laughs> um, Sub Zero was Cersei Lannister just because she's cold hearted. Oh, interesting. And uh, Shang Tsung was Tywin Lannister because he's the only other competent villain in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. Nice. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. Joe, you want a ping pong? Yeah, well, I mean, we can... I, I did not have some of the ones that Jay has, but... I know yeah, if, you I. Wanted, if you want If you want a ping pong, let's go for it. I'm just looking I at the bottom of my list. Goro, Goro is the bottom of my oh, list. Oh, you did Goro. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, go well, for yeah, it. I did the, the voice of Goro, Frank Welker. Oh, nice. Oh, oh like nice. Yes. Yeah. I'll do. Uh, who did Gollum? What's that guy's name? Oh, uh, oh! Now that you asked, I don't know. Oh <laughs> yeah, is. that guy. It's on the tip of my tongue. I see him. Andy Circus. Yeah, Andy Circus. Andy Circus. There, Circus. You, go, there yeah. you go. He's my Goro. Mocap King. Okay. How about Liu All Kang? Right. Liu Kang. Yeah. Uh, you guys probably saw a trailer for this that came out last week for Shang Chi, uh, based yes. on based on Marvel Shang Chi, the Master of Kung Fu. There you go. I went yes. with Simu Liu as my Liu Kang. Yeah, that's That'd good. Be great. I went yeah. with uh, Oscar uh, nominee. Steven Yen, uh, who was Glenn oh, from The Walking mm-hmm. Dead in that role. Yeah. All right, who's, who's next on your list? Uh, I've got uh, Cabal, oh, and I... I recast Cabal with Pedro Pascal. Because <laughs> nice. you never see his face. That's perfect. Yeah. 
<laughs> I did not do Cabal, uh, but I did Melina. Put him in a mask. Just put him in a mask. <laughs> I didn't do him, you... uh, but how about uh, Melina? Uh, Melina. I, I went with uh, Letitia Wright for Melina. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, I, went with, I went with uh, Maggie Q as my Melina. Oh, that's good, too. Oh, nice. Right. Yes. How about uh, Shang Tsung? Okay. Uh the uh, the force is with me. I am one with the force. Donnie Yen. Ooh, that's Shang good. Song. Nice. I actually went with uh, Randall Park. I thought. Uh, oh, bro! Yeah. I almost went Randall Park for Raiden. That's so funny. I almost <laughs> did too, but uh, I kind of like my Raiden. We'll get there in a minute. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, let, let's do Raiden now. Who is your Raiden? My Raiden is Christopher Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> I have that written. It's like we I all know Christopher Lambert. I don't think true. I don't think anybody but Christopher Lambert Does should play that be, role. Yeah. But if we're going yeah, to be ethnically appropriate, yes, I thought it would be fun to bring the original Liu Kang, Robin Shaw, in to be oh, Lord Raiden. Oh, nice! Oh, yeah. Sure, uh, he's <laughs> available. Uh, I went with uh, Benedict Wong, who is uh, from Doctor Strange. Mm, Just very good. I thought he looked like that actor, uh, maybe a few yeah. more pounds, but uh, he's got he's got a lot of gravitas. Like yes, that role. I All like right. that. How about uh, Kano? Who's your Kano? My Kano is Frank Grillo from Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Ooh, like, Sawbone, right? Yeah, uh, Crossbone. Crossbone, that's his name. Yep. Uh, I went with, uh, Jenna was helping me do this, um, and she was like, how about Neil McDonough? Because she likes his eyes. She's always like, oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. I deemed him a little old, uh, so I'm going on a limb here. I'm going more based on kind of the attitude and the humor. How about Bill Burr? Bald Bill, Bill Burr. Burr. Uh, oh yeah, in the role of Kano, kind of a that would be good, lovable scoundrel. Yeah, oh. all right, I like that. Jax. Oh, Jax is Anthony Mackie. No, incorrect. Nice. Jax is Terry in- Crews. Incorrect. Oh, clearly, Cruz. that's Terry another Cruz. great one. Oh my god, <laughs> you died of dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> that's his fatality. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All did right. you recast Kung Lao? Uh, oh, I did not, no. I uh, I went with Ross Butler from uh, 13 Reasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh that guy's good, yeah. too. Oh, I almost used him. Very good. Yeah. Who, who's next okay. on your list, bud? There we go. Uh, well, I've got Cole, Sonya, and Sub-Zero and Scorpion. As do I. I have left. All right. Let's do okay. Sonya. Okay, uh, Elizabeth Olsen, just kind of riding on the oh, uh, the WandaVision uh, yeah, and that's great. Nice. Uh, all right, I like that uh, better than my own pick, which is uh, Florence Pugh, uh, who is also from a Marvel she's movie. She's good, The though, upcoming man. Black Widow, Ooh. yeah. And she's done yeah. uh, a wrestling movie, right? That uh, Fighting yeah, With My Family. Yeah, the one based on Page, Fighting With My Family. There Dude, oh, she's so good. She, in just a short amount of time, has really stepped up oh, as yeah. like, someone to be watching. Yeah. Like She's so good. She would elevate that role. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do... Uh, who you want to do? You want to do Sub-Zero? No, let's do Cole. <laughs> let's save Sub-Zero. <laughs> Even though he's top build, he uh, is yeah, is not in our eyes. All right, Cole, let's get him out of the way. Uh, I'm going to go Mark Wahlberg. Okay, I went with uh, uh, yeah. Sebastian Stan. Oh. So I'm, I'm repping yeah. some of the Marvel stuff yeah, in here. Yeah, you are. Oh, yeah. I like that. Uh, all right, well, here's our top two. Let's do... Uh, okay. What do you think? Sub-Zero now? Sub-Zero, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Henry Golding. Crazy Rich Asian, Henry Golding. Oh. We cast the same person. Did you really? <laughs> That's nice. fantastic. Yep. He's got we that look, man. And he's yep. like super tall and imposing. He's Because I think Sub-Zero needs to be, he needs to be handsome, mm-hmm. but he needs to look have a little bit of a, a wicked look to him. Like Absolutely. he can be evil. Yeah, that's exactly why I went with Boom. Henry Golding. Great minds think alike. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's see if we got our same scorpion. Let's hear it, Joe. I don't think we did. Probably not. Uh, I went with, I don't know if you guys have seen this movie called The Raid. Uh, oh, but I went yeah. with the, the star of The Raid, uh, Aiko Uwise. Yeah. I've, I know I've recast him before. This is not going to be like, he is not going to try to speak English in this movie, but he <laughs> is going to bring the choreography. Like, yes. this dude is amazing. Oh, nice. love it. Uh, I went with Daniel Day Kim from Lost. It's probably age appropriate oh, now. That's yeah. a good one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, indeed. All right, right got, on. Got a director? Anybody? No. <laughs> I'm going James Gunn, man. I'm James Gunn it. would be would be my pick though. Go, James Gunn is a good we one. We all man. choose James Gunn, and then uh, yes. hopefully they'll get him uh, now that he's done. I choose Taika Waititi <laughs> as my director. If I can't, that would be James good. Hey, man, no. I'll take him. Take what I can get. All right, that is our Mortal Kombat recast and also our Mortal Kombat episode here on the 16-Bit Gladiators. Uh, If you have HBO Max, check it out. Uh, You can appreciate some of the things we talked about. (laughs) Or or don't. Or or, or don't. (laughs) Listen, And just watch Godzilla vs. Kong again because it's way more fun. There you go. Good double feature, I would say, those two movies next to each other. Uh, Or play any of the number of Mortal Kombat games which we've talked about on this episode. Uh, You can tell us what your favorite Mortal Kombat game or your opinions on this or other movies are on our Facebook page, um, 16-Bit Gladiators, or, or you can tweet it to us on Twitter <laughs> at 16-Bit Gladiators. Uh, if you can't remember all that, as I can't even, uh, all you have to remember is our website, 16bitgladiators.com. Uh, we have handy links there to our social networks, and you can also subscribe to this year podcast right from there. We've got a little link. You can do it to uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts, any podcasting app of your choice. All that and more on 16bitgladiators.com. All right. Well, next week, uh, we've got a holiday to celebrate uh, as May the 4th is uh, right around the corner. And, of course, that means all things Star Wars, as it is on this podcast, where we'll be talking about uh, Star Wars video games. Uh, There have been a ton of them, most of which you probably haven't even heard of, much less played. Uh, So tune in next week. For our special Star Wars extravaganza, uh, we're, uh, we'll have Joe and Jay joining us once again, as well as uh, special guest Mark Zamora. Going to have a lot of fun uh, doing that. All right. Uh, any plugs before we wrap up here, Joe? I know you're a busy oh, man. Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know when this is coming out, but uh, May 7th, if you're in the DFW area, uh, the show that I'm working on at Garland Civic Theater, The Complete Works of William Shakespeare, Abridged. Mm-hmm. We just recast somebody <laughs> in the show. So oh. here we are two, three weeks before we open up, and uh, and uh, it's, a, it's a good thing. Um, good. But yeah, I'm going to just keep on struggling to learn my dialogue before <laughs> we open up. But no, it's, it's running uh, two weekends, the weekend of the 7th and the weekend of the 14th, uh, and then uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be back to normal. Uh, here at the at the Cucinati household. <laughs> Great. Where can people get tickets to uh, said show? Oh, just g- Google Garland Civic Theater. I don't know the website right now, so go ahead and look <laughs> it up. Just Google that, and uh, if you do come out, yeah, feel free to to to, to uh, participate because it is a, a bit of an audience participation show. Uh, but oh, don't, nice. as Joel says, heckle. This yes. isn't the Pocket Sandwich Theater. No. Um, but, but yeah, you know, we're going to, we're going to bring the audience in on some of this stuff and it should be a fun time. Nice. Well, uh, good luck getting off book. If there's anything I know about Shakespeare, it's that, uh, his, his words are so easy to memorize and they roll right off the top. So good luck. With <laughs> oh that. yeah. Uh, Jay, any plugs from your end? Uh, nothing new to, to plug online. Uh, still kind of, still kind of working my way through, through, uh, doom on the, on the Oculus here. Nice. Um, but I do. I said I say it every time I, I do still intend on on 
picking up the uh, the Zelda playthrough again at some point uh, and actually finishing that out before the end of the year, I hope. Because... <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's the year of Zelda. You've got uh, one of us is going to finish a Zelda game before the end. Yes, (laughs) got six months left. Plenty of time. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We'll look forward to uh, hearing more about that quest as it continues. Uh, (laughs) All right. Well, uh, again, thanks for listening, listeners. Oh, oh, wait. I didn't thank you guys properly, Joe. Thank you for joining. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And Jay, as always, thanks for uh, bringing it. Love it all the time. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you next week on the 16-Bit Gladiators. Finish him. (laughs) Get over here. Pay bounty. Whoopsie. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.